Spirit join him on night. Accept our thank you in Jesus' name. As we go into our word, go with us. Speak unto us. Glorify your name. Put the devil to shame. Let our joy be full. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us have our seats. We all welcome to his presence. He will meet with us gloriously today in Jesus' name. Now, let's open our Bible to Matthew chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Matthew 2, 1 and 2. Matthew 2, 1 and 2. If you are there, shout hallelujah. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. Immediately after Malachi. I read. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Verse 2. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Last week, we started looking at a topic we called, Where is Jesus? And we discussed what we call Jesus at creation. We want to continue that discussion this morning by simply asking ourselves, where is Jesus? That's the question that the wise men came to ask. They came to ask for Jesus, and there was a reason. Where were they asking for him? Where were they looking for Jesus? The first reason that they were looking for him was the fact that they had seen his star. They had done what? They had seen his star. They had seen a star. And brethren, that's very important. They saw the star of Jesus, but they had not yet seen Jesus. And so they used the star to, tr to begin to trace him. They began to follow the star. That, well, the star will lead us to where this important personality is. And we see that this has been distorted in modern day. We'll get there. But you see, we must realize that the star of Jesus that they saw means they saw his future. They saw what? They saw his future. So they realized he was not an ordinary child. They realized he was a child of destiny. And I see many children of destiny here today. Some people are not saying amen. amen. Because they think they are grown up, they are not children. I say I see children of destiny here today. Amen. And you fulfill destiny in Jesus' name. I think there's a story that was told of somebody that started his business at the age of 70. Have we had that story before? Uh, maybe the owner of KFC or something. Uh -huh. He started his business at the age of what? I, don't, I think the man is no longer alive now. But KFC is there. He took some money from somebody here yesterday. The man is gone. He started at what? 70. And if I remember the story very well, he just remembered his mother's uh, uh, is it recipe, what do you call it? <laughs> and that's how it came to be. Tell somebody it shall come to pass. Somebody does not, does not. I say it shall come to pass. That dream will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. So they saw the star of Jesus. 
And that star indicated that a king was born. But you see, these wise men realized that this king is a king that is worthy of worship. A king that is worthy of what? Of worship. Now we must realize that these wise men were unbelievers. See, many at times when we say wise men came from the east, they were looking for Jesus, they sought for Jesus, we don't realize the fact that they were what? They were unbelievers. They were not people in our contemporary world that you are going to call uh, Christians. They were not Jews. They were not Jews. They were, in the context of the Bible, they were people you would call Gentiles. Because the Lord commanded the children of Israel that stargazing, star reading and all that was an abomination to them. Yet, the day that Jesus was born, there was a revelation to men who didn't even know the scriptures. Because they didn't even know that a king would be born where? In Bethlehem. They didn't know that. They were just following the star. But they knew a few things about stars. Tell somebody stars. Say stars. They knew a few things about stars. The first thing they knew is that a star is for a sign of things to come. A star is what? It's a sign of things to come. It's a sign. When you look at Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, from verse 14, the Bible says, And God said, Let there be light in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs. Let them be for what? Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Verse 15. Let them be for light in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. I want to speak to somebody's life today. It shall be so in Jesus' name. Whatever God has spoken concerning you, we are going to, and we, are, we are coming to the end of 2021. In two weeks' time today, we are going to be here for Thanksgiving. Is that not so? But I want to assure someone here today. I want to assure someone who is listening to me. What the Lord has spoken concerning you shall come to pass in Jesus' name. And it was so. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, he made the stars also. He did what? The star is in, as a sign is in the, intended to convey a message about the forthcoming event. It's provided to direct, to warn, or give guidance concerning certain things. That's what they were made to be. However, and we must take note of this, as children of God, tell somebody as children of God, we are forbidden from worshipping stars or being led by horoscopes or allowing our lives to be directed by astrology. The Bible forbids it. That's what the Bible forbids it. That's very important. Because when you begin to observe this, when you begin to observe this, <laughs> you put a wedge between you and your maker. You begin to take guidance from the creator instead of the, I mean, from the creature instead of the creator. And that's very important. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18, Deuteronomy chapter 18, I'm going to read verses 10 to 13. The book of Deuteronomy 
chapter 18, verses 10 to 13. The Bible says, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 10 to 13. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire or that useth divination. That does what? That useth divination. Or an observer of times. Or an enchanter or a witch. Now look at, before we go to the next verse, look at the people that are grouped together there. Somebody who makes his son or daughter to pass through the fire. Somebody that uses divination. Somebody that observes times. An encounter or a witch, they are all grouped together. Or you can say, Oh, I am not this one, but I am the other one. The Bible says they are all what? They are all grouped together. Let's go to verse 11. Let's go to verse 11. Or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits. I'm sure we know those ones very well. In our contemporary world, those who, are, uh, who lead you to familiar spirits, they have beautiful offices these days. Is that not so? They're on, uh, what's that? Is it Bayfield or Dunlop? They have offices there, downtown. Yes, and you see the sign. For you to come and consult. Don't sell your future. Tell somebody, don't sell your future. Your future is much more valuable than that. It's very important, much more valuable. Now look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. It says, for all that do these things are abomination unto the Lord. When a person becomes an abomination to God, can the person approach God? No. The Bible says his eyes are too holy to do what? To behold iniquity. They are abomination to the Lord. And because of this abomination, the Lord that God will drive them out from before thee. Take note. One of the reasons God drove all these Hevites, Hittites, the Jebusites, all of them out for the children of Israel. It's because of these things. And the world we are in these days is so permissive that even those of us are called as children of God, we indulge in them. And look at what verse 13 says. It says, Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. Tell somebody, Thou shalt be perfect. It's in the Bible, brethren. The Bible says, Thou shalt be perfect. Don't go around saying it's not possible to be perfect. Even Jesus said it. This one is Deuteronomy. Jesus said it. He said, be ye therefore. Somebody doesn't want to say it. Be ye therefore. Even as your father which is in heaven is, your father is perfect. And it's only a bastard that does not look like his father. Your father is perfect. And he expects to be what? So when you keep going around making excuses that it's not possible to be perfect, you are allowing the devil to cheat you. The devil will not cheat you in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, he will not cheat you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. Observing these times and horoscopes will make God to spew you out for destruction. That's why, brethren, you see people that are born with glorious future, glorious identity, because of association. They lose God's plan for their life. You will not lose God's plan for your life in Jesus' name. Amen. And if peradventure, steps that you have taken have made you to suffer loss, there shall be divine restoration today in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever you have lost, God will restore into your life in Jesus' name. Amen. That same Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 14. Go to verse 14. It says, For these nations which thou shalt possess, they hearken unto observance of time. And not to diviners. 
But as for thee, the Lord thy God has not suffered thee so to do. When you look at Isaiah 47, verse 12 to 15, you see what the Bible says, what I call unmitigated destruction. No wonder. Abilities are not, I mean, do not come to pass. Potentials are not achieved because we have sold that future, that glorious place that God has given unto us, that He has revealed unto us. We have sold it to the enemy. And you know what? You, by with your own legs, walked into the lion's den. But if you are in that position today, the Lord will set you free. Amen. I said, the Lord will set you free. Now look at that Isaiah 47 from verse 12. From verse 12. And we see what the Lord was saying concerning the people we are talking about there. People who make up their mind that rather than listen to God who created the stars, they will be looking at stars, looking at when Uros crosses Orios and Orios crosses whatever, whatever. That's what will determine their own way. The Bible says, stand now with your enchantment and with the multitude of the multitude of thy sorceries, wherein thou hast labored from thy youth. If so be thou shalt be able to profit. If so be thou mayest prevail. Verse 13. He said, Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Do you know what confusion is? Some people don't know what confusion is. Today, he will say, With divine clarity, I tell you, go to the east. Tomorrow, he will say, Oh, you know what I see? You should do what? Go to where? Go to the west. The day after, say, Wow. I see Orion crossing Leo. So do what? Go to the north. Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. He said, let now thy astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators, stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. In other words, none of these can deliver from what God is about to do. One of the reasons, brethren, why as children of God, we must not pay attention to these things is because when you do, then there's, uh, when I used to be a French student. And one of the songs we, were, we used to learn, we used to sing at school, it says, Ki sera, sera. It, it was a song then. I still remember that song very well. But I'm not going to sing it now. <laughs> I still remember it very vivid. I was a very good French student. But what are they saying? What will be? If that is the way you are living your life, then you will not pray for what? For divine intervention. Then you will refuse to pray when you should pray. You will take things that don't belong to you. I'm going to tell us a few stories here before we begin to pray. Because we are going to pray today. Because today is a day of restoration. Because whatever the enemy has stolen from you must be restored in Jesus' name. When you believe in this astrology and all those policies and horoscope and co, then when it's time for you to pray, you refuse to pray. You let the devil release into your life that which does not belong to you. And then you carry it. Is it God's fault? Is it God's fault? It's not God's fault. You are the one that has accepted something that does not belong to you. Every plan of the enemy concerning your life shall be tortured today in Jesus' name. Amen. It shall be destroyed in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at what the Bible says in verse 14. It says, Behold, they shall be as stubble, 
the fire shall burn them. Ah, you know what the Bible says in is it, uh, is it uh, Habakkuk? Don't, don't change it from here. It says, upon Mount Zion, there shall be what? There shall be deliverance, Obadiah 17, and there shall be holiness. And the sons of Jacob shall do what? Tell somebody I will possess my possession. As, as if you may say, I will possess my possession. Now, the Bible did not stop there. The Bible says, the house of Esau shall be for hay and stubble. You know what hay and stubble is, right? Grass. Not wet grass. Which type of grass? Dried grass. It now says, the house of Jacob shall be what? Fire. Tell somebody I'm fire. What does fire do to hay and stubble? It consumes them. It consumes them. That's what the Lord is saying here. He said, the fire shall burn them. No wonder the Bible says, he maketh his angels, what? Spirits. And he maketh his ministers, what? Is the Lord talking to one here today? Tell somebody, I am fire. And I will consume every worldly stubble in the name of Jesus. You will overcome in Jesus' name. I said, you will overcome in Jesus' name. He said, they shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. We are talking about those who, who, who build their trust, who build their future on this, I mean, on this fallacy. There shall not be a coal to warm out, nor fire to sit before you. The Bible talks of total destruction for these people. When one lives a life of astrology, he refuses to, to, to receive what the Lord is giving. Brethren, whatever be your destiny, Jesus can change your destiny for the better. Amen. Somebody does not believe that. Amen. Say, Jesus, Jesus can change my destiny for the better. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know, whatever be your age here today, the future, so long as Christ tarries, the future is glorious. Amen. I said the future is glorious. Amen. You will yet celebrate. Amen. In fact, I have a word for someone here today. Celebration coming. Amen. I said celebration coming. Amen. Your season of rejoicing is around the corner. It does not matter what others are saying or seeing. Your case is different. Amen. I say your case is different. Amen. Says the Lord of hosts. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. I think I've shared this story with us before. Talking about stars. It's a lady gave birth. And two other women went to visit her. And they got to the house and they saw the baby boy that was born. Like we say, bouncing baby boy, right? They saw the baby boy that was born. And they saw that this boy is, was born with seven stars. I don't know what it means. But that's what they saw. Now, ordinarily children are born with one beautiful star. And they will say, thank God. Now, this is the boy and he was born with how many? Seven. But you know, the devil is very foolish. How many of us know that? His foolishness is beyond limit. They came to visit the woman. I don't know if she was part of their group or not. Oh. And they began to fight themselves. Because then I was not saying, okay, I will take four, you will take three. And someone said, no, I will take five, you will take two. That's why they started quarreling. The woman came and met them do what? Fighting over the stars of her son. I don't know how it ended. <laughs> but you can imagine how it's going to end. 
That is life for you, brethren. And many of us are comfortable living life in mediocrity because of key sera sera. You need to add. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist, what happened? And then who? The violence taken it by force. The violence of the kingdom of God is not guns and violence and, uh, uh, and whatever is in there. What is, wh where does the violence emanate from? On your knees. In the place of prayer. In the place of prayer. We are going to pray today. But not only today. I want to challenge somebody. From now to the end of the year, pray. Do what? Because the prayer you pray will shape what is going to happen next year. There is a world around you. There is a world that is about you. There is a purpose and determination of the living God concerning you. Oh, but there's war. There's contention. The enemy is not giving up. The enemy is not saying, eh, God has done it for him. Let's just leave him. Even Jesus Christ, the Bible says when he was tempted, after he had quoted the word of God to the devil, it is written, it is written, it is written. What does the Bible say about the devil? He left him for how long? For a while. Just for a season. Up to the day that Jesus was crucified, the devil was after his life. And in fact, when Jesus was crucified, the devil thought he had won. Is that not so? Go read your Bible. That's why the Bible says, if they had known, they would not have done what? Ah, on the third day, he rose from the dead. Then the Bible declares, oh grave, where is thy victory? Oh death, where is thy sting? This thing is gone. The devil lost it all. I'm not saying he lost some things. He did what? He lost it all. That's what you and I must realize. That's the authority God has given unto us that we must stand upon. That's why you must not be afraid. Don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of sickness or diseases because until God says it's your time, you ain't going nowhere. Tell somebody I ain't going nowhere. The devil is a liar. I mean, our, our sister was talking about the, I mean, what happened to bro, our brother Hebro Calvin. It was driving his truck. He parked it because it was night. I think they have some timer on their vehicles. Once he gets to that time, he has to park the vehicle and wait until the morning before he continues his journey. And of course, you won't park the vehicle unless you are doing a night vigil. You park the vehicle, you sleep in it. Is that not so? And the drunk driver came and ran into the vehicle. That one is not an ordinary dumb, dumb driver. It's a demonic one. But God has overcome him. Amen. I said God has overcome him. Amen. I said God has overcome him. Amen. And I want to tell you today, God has overcome on your behalf. Amen. I remember there was a day we were going for a night vigil. Was it a night vigil? It wasn't a night vigil, right? Workers meeting. We were going to Scarborough. I had my whole family in my van. And we were driving. And I was driving like a, uh, a child of God. You, you, know, you, know, you know, the Bible says that uh, uh, there is something called the speed of light. Does anybody know about the speed of light? How slow is it? Uh -huh. So I was driving like a child of God. And then I got to a, a, a point there was ice on the road. And I stepped on the brake to stop. And the car refused to stop. And there were vehicles coming. So I had to turn. 
And when I turned, <laughs> I don't know, the car moved and moved and moved and eventually stopped, was stopped by a snowbank. Now, the funny thing is, somebody else was coming behind us and of course when he saw the drama that was going on, he stopped. Until we stopped where we were going. And then he came. Oh, he said you must be an excellent driver. <laughs> Me that I don't even know how to park well. He said I was an excellent driver. Because he saw the maneuvers. Brethren, I don't know how the car got to where it got to. I don't. There was uh, this thing that they say is a gas. Gas. You know, there are some things, this gas thing. It, I mean, it's a rural area. If the car had hit that thing and it burst, the car would, would catch fire. I don't know how we avoided it. Eventually, the police came and someone and they, and they tow it back and they pulled the car out. Now, we tried to continue going to where we were going. The car was wobbling, so we turned back. Then on Monday, I took the car to the mechanic. And after they checked it, they said there was nothing wrong with the car. They said it was the, uh, the snow that got into the tires that made it to be wobbly. That was the end of the story. I didn't spend an additional cent on it. We continued driving the car. Why? God was there on our behalf. And I want to tell you today, God is there on your behalf. The devil will try. Oh, I hope you realize that. But you must always realize that the kingdom of God suffered what? And all the violence taken it by force. And you must be violent where? On your knees. On your knees. Stop being satisfied with five minutes prayer. Stop being satisfied with 20 minutes prayer. You've been in this church for a whole year and the best you can do is pray for 15 minutes before you sleep. Ah, you're not going no. Tell somebody you're not going no. Don't be afraid. I say, tell the person. Say, you are not going home. <laughs> you come, you want to pray at night, and the best you can pray is 10 minutes. And then you doze off. And just at least we pray. Tell someone it's not good enough. <laughs> that is not violence. Is that violence? Uh, the devil has not even bothered to disturb you, and you already went asleep. You, your 10 minutes prayer doesn't disturb him, so why would he disturb you? Is somebody with me this morning? We are talking about your star. We are talking about the plan of God for your life. We are talking about the glorious future he has for you. You must take it by force. You must do what? It's very important. The wise men chose to worship the king. They chose to worship Jesus. But the man they told that the king was born, brother Herod, what did he choose to do? He chose to kill him. All because of his star. And that's what I'm thinking of before we start praying. Herod heard about Jesus and made up his mind that he would do what? He would kill him. But when he told, when he talked to the wise man, he said, hey, go and find out where he was born and do what? Come and tell me. That's the way the devil behaves. He won't tell you when he starts that, I want to kill you. Or he would come as your best friend. And he will be urging you on, urging you on until he strikes. He will not strike you in Jesus' name. Yeah. I said, he will not strike you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Because the Bible tells me in Matthew chapter 2, Verse 16, that Herod, Matthew 2, 16, Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, he was exceeding wrath and his temple and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. 
Herod was trying to kill all the children because of one child. All. And brethren, the power that you carry, which you don't realize, the devil is going to any extent to get at you, but he will not get you. Amen. I say he will not get you. Amen. All he can do is harass you. He's a noise maker. If the devil doesn't make noise, he's no longer the devil. He's a noise maker. But he will not get you in Jesus' name. Amen. But there was a verdict, and that's why we're going to start praying. There was a verdict that was given concerning Herod. The Bible says they are dead which sought his life. Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. Matthew 2, 19 and 20. Say, but when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, verse 20, Arise, take the young child and his mother, go into the land of Israel, for they are dead, which sought the young child's life. I have a word for someone today. By the time we finish praying, they will be dead. Amen. Everyone that is after your star, they will be dead. Amen. Everyone that is after your destiny, they will be dead. Amen. Everyone that is after God's plan and purpose of your life, what will happen to them? Be That's the verdict of the Lord. The day of us here shared a story, a testimony, I will call it, in one of our, uh, 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 the Holy Ghost service. The service was going on, and the Lord spoke to him. I said, there's a young lady here who ought to have been married. And the Lord says, the person preventing her from getting married, if she does not repent within seven days, what will happen? She will die. And there was a sister there. She went home and told her mother. She changed it a little bit. Apparently, she knew some things. She said, our daddy, the general Vatia said, if you don't allow me to marry, within seven days, you will die. That's why she, she went and told her mother. Because she knew that her mother was the problem of her life. So the mother took her and they came to the deal. And they met in the office and said, ah, with the daughter, I said, said, this girl said, you said, I will die. She said, ah, mama, I didn't say you will die. I said, whoever is preventing this girl from getting married, the Lord says, it's not me, who said? The Lord says the person will die within seven days. Yeah, is that how you said? He said, yes. He now told the girl, oh yeah, go out. And the mother now told the Jew that eh, if she gets married, who will take care of me? So the reason she prevented her daughter from getting married was so that her daughter could be taking care of her. And of course, the Jew applied wisdom. I said, ah. He says, I personally will talk to her and her husband. And will make sure that they are taking good care of that and follow up. Say, okay, if that is the case, uh, I, I will release that. He said, within, did he say four months? I don't know how many months later. Six months, the lady was married. Imagine that. Sad. Sad. A young lady was born, and her parents went to the diviner. So that's the word the Bible uses use there. Went to the diviner. To look at the star of this girl. And the divine looked at that star and said, This girl will be great in life. This girl will buy many cars, will build houses. But it is one of the cars she buys that will do what? That will kill her. That's what the diviner said. And so the parents 
say, ah, no, they don't want their daughter to die. So what was the suggestion that was given to them? They made, uh, it's not, if, they, if they don't buy cash, maybe that one is easy. They made some uh, concussions with our medical court, and the, the diviner, the parents, they drank it, and they sent the spirit of poverty into the life of that girl. So that all her life, she cannot achieve anything. All they wanted was that the girl would not die. Of what use was her being alive and being useless? But you see, in situations like this, there is salvation. Is that not so? There is deliverance. Is that not so? In who? In Jesus. In fact, that is the situation that a child of God will arise and say, where is Jesus? That is the situation you will arise and say, ah, you know, there are times you want to pray. I'm giving this an advice of someone here. There are times you want to pray, you don't know what to say. You have no prayer point to pray. Maybe you can pray in tongues or not. Go on your knees and begin to shout what? Just we continue to shout Jesus. The devil will want you to stop. If you have to shout in the name of Jesus on your knees for a whole day, do it. Because what will happen? He will answer you. He will answer you. Every one of these situations, brethren, God is the only one. The only one that can set free. A brother was taken, I mean, a, a brother was born, just a similar situation. They went to the diviner, the Habali. Say, ah, look at our child. I mean, these things are very uh, common in, in, in Africa. Look at our child, this and this. And he said, oh, this child will become a great child. He will go to the foreign land. He will be so good that many I mean, white people will work with him. And because he will be so good, they will retain him there. They won't allow him to come back home. See, the devil is a bastard. Do you realize that? He always has one caveat to use to hold people down. So when the parents heard that, that eh, our, children, our son will be great, and they will now go to the white man's land, and he will not come back, and we don't want him to leave home, they went ahead and they prepared their concussion. And that guy was very brilliant at school. He excelled. But every plan he made to leave the country, non materialized, until he met the Lord. Tell somebody, Jesus makes the difference. Brethren, whatever you are contending with, whatever you are going through, Jesus makes the difference. He's the only one that can do it. He can do for you what your parents cannot do. He can do for you what no one can do for you. He can break yokes that are unbreakable. He can destroy ancient foundations. You know what that means? Some things are happening in your life because of what was planted 200 years ago. Do you realize that? But you have come to meet the Lord and you just want him to destroy those ancient foundations. He will do it in Jesus' name. Because you need to go into the new year a free man. See, that's why the theme of our, uh, of our prayer retreat for the end of the year is, I will do what? I will fly higher. Not just I will fly. I will do what? 
You will fly higher in Jesus' name. And then on December that the first one will come together. We said the theme is what? The seed is broken. Because if the seed is still on, it will limit how far the individual can fly. You will fly higher in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will fly higher in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's rise on our feet. I have a few prayer points for us here. <laughs> you better pray it as if you mean it. Because the Lord is here to deliver somebody's destiny. I said the Lord is here to deliver somebody's destiny. You, why don't you just thank God? Today is the, what's, it, what's today's date? 19. December 19. So that means we have 12 days to go. Am I correct? 12 days, oh, that's a wonderful one. 12 days to go. Why don't you thank God? He has brought you thus far. And he has not brought you thus far to abandon you. He has brought you thus far and he's taking you somewhere. Why don't you give them, thank him. Give thanks to him. Bless his holy name. Magnify his name. Magnify his name. Ah, lift him on high. Just thank him. Give him thanks. God is good, is wonderful, is beautiful, is excellent. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Be glorified, O Lord. Be magnified, O Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. You say, everyone. Manipulating my stars against my destiny. Die in the name of Jesus. Let's, amen. Before we start, because at times I will pray, people will say, ah, can you tell somebody to die? You better pray. Tell somebody you better pray. They are, not telling, they are not telling anybody to die. But every situation that is preventing you from moving forward must die. Amen. So, God will answer you in Jesus' name. Amen. And please pray as if you want to pray. We are only going to pray for a few minutes. Say, everyone, everyone. manipulating my stance against my destiny, die in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Everyone manipulating my stars against my destiny. Die in the name of Jesus. Everyone manipulating my stars against my destiny. Die in the name of Jesus. Everyone manipulating my stars against my destiny. Die in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. You say every manipulation, every manipulation. Against, my destiny, against my destiny. I terminate you today. Terminate In today. Jesus' name. Every manipulation against my destiny. I terminate you today. I terminate you today. In the name of Jesus. Every manipulation against my destiny. I terminate you today. In the name of Jesus. Every manipulation against my destiny. I terminate you today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Say, I paralyze, I paralyze. every satanic manipulator of my destiny in the name of Jesus. I paralyze every satanic manipulator of my destiny. In the name of Jesus. 
I paralyze every satanic manipulation of my destiny in the name of Jesus. I paralyze every satanic manipulation of my destiny in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You see, every herald after my life died in the name of Jesus. Every herald after my life. Every herald after my life. Die in the name of Jesus. Every herald after my life. Every herald after my life. Die in the name of Jesus. Every herald after my life. Die in the name of Jesus. Die in the name of Jesus. Ah, leke te leke, indio koto bogundoria, baraba shanda iragama ushate, every herald after my life, ezete liandragabo, thank you Lord, in Jesus name we are praying. You know, I shared the story with us here before, of a young lady that was very brilliant. She was excellent at school in everything, but when it came to the examination, what happened? She will fail. She was a medical student, the best student in her class. She would teach others. But once she got to the exam room, she would she, she not know what to do. They changed from medicine to uh, literature to English. She would excel in the class. But once she started writing the exam, that was it. Until they made some inquiry. And they found out that her father, who was a renowned professor, was one using her destiny for his own promotion. At some point, they took her from uh, Africa to UK to study. The story was the same. That's why you are going to pray this prayer, brethren. The evil powers, evil powers shall, not use my life shall not use my life to obtain promotion, to obtain promotion in, the in the name of Jesus. Evil powers shall not use my life. Evil power shall not use my life to obtain promotion in the name of Jesus. Evil power shall not use my life to obtain promotion in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. Two more prayer points. Say, I blindfold. I blindfold. Every evil eye. Every evil eye. Monitoring my start for evil. In the name of Jesus. I blindfold every evil eye. Monitoring my start for evil. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. We are going to pray that prayer again. I don't know if you have shared this testimony with us before. It's concern, it concerns me. When I came to this country, I just realized that, I mean, God was faithful. I did my professional exams. Everything went well. 
But anytime I had any interview coming that would give me an open door, there's a particular person. I know him very well. I will see him in my dream. Once I see him in my dream, that's the end. That thing will not materialize. Ah. <laughs> and I, I had to pray. The day that God gave me victory over that situation, it was a, is it a sword? Or a spear, whatever you call it. That was struck. This person is dead though. He, he, had been, he had died before the time I was talking, before I came to Canada. And yet here am I trying to make a headway of my life. And when opportunities are arising for me, once the guy shows up in my dream, that's the end of the story. Until that day. Tell somebody one day. One day. In my dream, I took a, something like a spear and I struck it at him. That was the end of the oppression. You, somebody here will be set free today. Amen. I said, somebody here will be set free today. Amen. You are going to pray that prayer again. I said, I blindfold, I blindfold. Every, evil every evil eye, monitoring my staff for evil, in the name of Jesus. Marema sika leba ashkatalia atagabo. Orebo kenyana etagabo. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Did he succeed? But how many children did he kill? We don't even know. He killed hundreds of children because he wanted to kill Jesus. We are going to pray. Very important. Say, I will not die. I will not die. The death of the enemy. The death of the I will not die. In place of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Malerebo sekta uba kato lena itragabo. Ma prasike lianda iragabo. Ma yekerebo soto. Ma liketo lena itragaba uskate. I will not die the death of the enemy. I will not die in place of the enemy. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. I pray for everyone underneath my voice today. You are lifted in Jesus' name. Amen. Your stars will rise. Amen. Your stars will shine. Amen. Every impairment that is a divine restoration today in the name of Jesus. Amen. They were not able to overcome the star of Jesus. They will not overcome you. Amen. They will not overcome you. Amen. As we look ahead to the year 2022, ah, you will fly higher. Amen. I said you will fly higher. Amen. I said you will fly higher. Amen. Is there anyone listening to me that is not born again? You are watching from home. You are just listening online. You have not given your life to Jesus. This is the time. Just say, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. Come into my life. Come in today. Take control of my life. You alone can deliver my star from the clutches of darkness. I yield my life unto you. Move in my situation. Walk in my life. Write my name in the book of life. From this day onwards, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats.